The Jaguar fan base wants a reboot of this organization, and they want it now. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone are goners in terms of how the fans have expressed themselves over the last couple of days on social media. The fans are just wondering what the hell is the owner waiting for to get rid of both of them. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I totally understand a fan base that is just flat out tired of losing and they want to see if they can bring in new blood into this organization. Now, I will tell you, you have to be very careful with what you ask for when you think about new blood. New blood doesn't mean immediate wins. In fact, it usually means the total opposite. It usually means what has to happen is people come in and shake things up, get rid of people, move folks around, clear salary space and start to bring their own people in and reboot this organization so the Jaguar fan base better really understand exactly what they're asking for when they want new people in here. I mean, it is it is not all peaches and cream. I know people look at teams like San Francisco right now, but they have to understand the 49ers went through their lumps too for a couple of years until they were able to go out and get them a quarterback. And then they went and got a quarterback in free agency and he got hurt and then they were playing with three other guys. And while they were playing an exciting brand of football, they were still losing enough that they ended up with the second overall pick in the last year's draft. And they had to go out in free agency, and, and, and they've done a really good job of that. But don't think for one minute that there wasn't a lot of uh, second-guessing of their general manager, John Lynch, especially a few years ago when he started his reboot and his two first-round picks were Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster. And Solomon Thomas has been basically relegated to a reserve. Reuben Foster is no longer with that football team. So, uh, he, you know, they took their lumps as well, but they were able to recover from it because they drafted well after that. And we know here in Jacksonville, having high draft capital doesn't necessarily mean success. Signing free agents that actually come in and play well, like Malik Jackson and Calais Campbell, doesn't necessarily mean success. There's a lot that has to go into it, and there's a lot that needs to go into it. One thing that people don't get is this. If a new staff comes in, you know, they don't just pluck these guys out of space. So if you, if you get a guy that comes in who, who, as an assistant GM somewhere else, evaluated Gardner Minshew and didn't like him, no matter how you feel about Minshew right now, these people already have a book on these guys. So if he doesn't like Gardner Minshew, regardless of what Minshew's shown, and he wants to go out and use one of those first-round picks on one of those big-arm quarterbacks, how are you going to feel about that? How are you going to feel knowing that uh, on one hand, you love Gardner Minshew and think he is the future of, or, or part of the future of this football team. And then this guy goes out and uses a, the ninth overall pick on another quarterback. What if it's Jacob Easton or, or, or the Herbert kid from out at Oregon? So now, what are you you're doubling down at one position? You might not like that very much if you're a Jaguars fan. They won't come in here and go in the free agency market and go crazy because they're not going to be able to because of their cap situation, largely because of Nick Foles. You know, what if they tag Yannick Ngakwe and he holds out and they play hardball with him? It's, you know, it's almost as if sometimes we want to reboot because we say we don't want to keep going the same old path. But I think sometimes we also, in the same breath, we really make assumptions and we assume we really make assumption and assume that all of the things that we don't like, they're going to not like the new people, that is. And all of the things that they do like or that we like, they're going to like. So 
it, it's almost as if we look at it as if, okay, they're going to see and have the same vision that we have. Uh, we like Minshew. We like Chark. We like this system. We like that. We like this guy. That We like that guy. They're going to come in here and like those same people. That's not necessarily true. They don't look at it that way. And, uh, and all of the things that we think are wrong – that they're automatically going to assume that those things are wrong too. Here's what I think that what happens, and this is the biggest thing. They come in and they go, we know how to run our program. This is what we need to do, and this is what we need to get to. We're not going to worry about how things were before. We're not going to worry about what they did wrong. We're not going to worry about this or that. Everybody's going to have a fresh start. We're going to come in here with 90 players, and we're going to implement our program, and we're going to go to the owner, and we're going to tell him this is not an easy fix, and it's going to take time. So the owner may have some patience that the fan base does not have. Um, you see it right now in Cincinnati. Cincinnati won what one or two games this year, and they, they're not going to fire that guy after one or two years. But you tell me that those fans, do they understand the direction of the team all, already? I don't know, and I really don't think they all automatically just understand what's going on, and I'm not assuming that Jaguar fans are going to be able to understand the same things. But... Uh, you know, we can take a look at it, take a look at all of this stuff, see what's going on, uh, you know, with this organization. Uh, let's talk about it a little bit further and um, discuss on today's podcast. Well, what do you really expect and what do you think would happen if some new people take over? And I'm going to do more of that uh, right after this message from our friends over at Calm. We talk about physical fitness a lot, folks. There's another side of the game that's just as important, and I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. Now, me personally, a lot of you guys know me uh, on social media. Um, I am a certified insomniac. I actually have it as listed as a disorder, a sleep disorder. So uh, when I tell you about Calm, it is something that you know is near and dear to my heart. LeBron James and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. And I quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40 percent off of your Calm Premium Membership. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. So take advantage of that. Get you some rest so you can perform at a very, very high level. All right, man. Welcome back. Uh, I know you didn't go anywhere because you heard that great, great message that I just gave you from our friends over at Calm teamed up with locked on the locked on network um yeah I, you know I, I have sleep issues and those sleep issues uh you know i'm always looking for things that'll help me out uh with that and uh, i think calm can do that well some people that are not sleep and haven't slept very well over the last few years are jaguar fans on sunday night and jaguar fans i believe are the some of the most faithful people that i've ever been around because they've had every single reason to walk away from this football team and they have not done so um, Shot Kondo has a very tough decision to make. It's Tuesday. I, I, I hear that the decision uh, at some point today or tomorrow, you'll know uh, what Shot Khan is going to do in terms of retaining Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. There's a sentiment growing that Dave Caldwell is safe and that there will be a decision made on Doug Marone. And uh, I, I do believe this, though. If Marone is retained, Marone definitely has to make changes on his coaching staff. 
uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I do think uh, what has happened with Todd Wash over the last couple of years, Todd's a good guy, but I think things have pretty much gotten stale. I kind of believe that, like most people, the three best players they have on their team are Calais Campbell, Josh Allen, and Yannick Ngakwe. And too many times when you watch the Jaguars play, those three guys are not on the field at the same time. Uh, and particularly Josh Allen, he's never on, he's not on the field. I think to put your best foot forward, you have to have your three best players on the field. And you have to find a system uh, or a coach that knows how to coach some sort of a system where those guys can actually be on the field together to give you the best chance to win. And I think to me, that's going to a 3-4 defense. I think that would suit a lot of people best. Uh, I know it will probably alleviate some of the concerns that the team has with Yannick Ngakwe um, in terms of his uh, run production. Even though he makes splash plays in the run, uh, he, he's not a very stout run defender, according to most people that you talk to that watch that tape. So I do believe that um, they need new blood defensively and they need to, to, to get people in here that understand how to how to really, really coach defense and get the best out of your players. Uh, front seven and on the back end. I'm not sold on the secondary as it is either uh, if you're going to play that way. I, I, you know, you look at some teams and they have four guys that cover. Four. Four really good coverage guys. And they have guys that go sideline to sideline at safety. And I don't think Jared Wilson is the answer. I don't think Wilson is the answer at free safety. I'm, and there's no secret about that. Uh, I really do believe that they need to, to improve that position. Um, I think they need to get uh, some more lengthy, fast cover people. Uh, obviously, most people believe they need help at middle linebacker. But before you get those players, you have to get somebody that understands uh, personnel. You got to get somebody that understands uh, the type of defense that'll get all of those guys on the field at the same time. So uh, that that being said, I think this thing is kind of leaning towards bringing Doug Marone back, but. Um, wanting Doug Marone to make changes um, on his staff. Uh, there are some people that believe Marone will, f will refuse to make changes on his staff, and if he does, that that will be his undoing. And then the Jaguars will be uh, in a coaching in a coaching search um, to get uh, some other people in here. There have been names mentioned. You know, Matt Rule is the hot guy, but I don't think uh, – I think he's going to basically have his uh, – carte blanche pick of where he wants to go and i don't think jaguars the jaguars will, will be his top choice at all uh i've heard names like mike mccarthy marvin lewis and all of these people it's fine you know you know whatever whatever it takes but the one thing that we have to be cautious of is thinking that those guys won't come in and attempt to get all of their attempt to get all of their types of people in including the quarterback position and then don't think that they're going to do things everything that you like because a lot of times that's not the way this works they'll do things that you actually think are wrong and that you don't like and then you you'll be complaining about that uh, as a fan so be careful what you ask for be careful what uh you look for in terms of getting somebody to switch now that's, that doesn't mean that you don't make the switch because it doesn't mean you have to stick with things that aren't working it really really doesn't uh, so in just a second, I want to talk about if I really believe Doug Marone is the man for the job to turn this around and if I believe Caldwell can do it also. We'll do that in just a second. All right, welcome back. Uh, talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do I believe Doug Marone can turn it around? One, I think Doug Marone is a good football coach. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't think he's a good football. I think he was dealt a bad hand. Um, 
but that being said, no, I don't think he's at the point where he could turn this thing around. And it's because I think the damage has been done. And uh, I, I do believe that uh, sometimes you just have to make that switch, man. You have to make that switch. And I think right now it is time to make that switch. You can't blame every single thing on Tom Coughlin. And, uh, and I know what the fans are thinking. The fans are thinking, look, this is what has to happen, man. We, since Shaq Khan is on this team, outside of the initial hiring of Dave Caldwell and when he ran off Mike Malarkey and Gene Smith, outside of that point when he brought his people in, there's been a need to reboot this thing a couple of times, and he's never actually totally done it. He's always kept remnants of a staff or an administration that didn't work, and the fans just want that alleviated. They no longer want that to happen. The fans believe, how can you, how can you turn something around if you keep the same parts and, and same pieces in place all the time? And that's a very, very, very valid uh, point by Jaguar Nation that, you know, if you really want to turn this around, start it totally over and reboot it. The problem with that is the person that actually started it, Shah Khan, he might make the same mistake again and reboot it the wrong way. Um, and I know there there's precedence uh, for general managers that uh, that don't do well in one place and then figure it out. Uh, one of them is Rick Spielman. I always thought Rick Spielman was terrible when he was with the Miami Dolphins. Rick Spielman got fired from Miami, and then he, I think he went and played second fiddle somewhere uh, for a minute. It might have been where he is now. Well, he's done a really, really good job uh, in the last four or five years up in Minnesota. When you see the way the Minnesota Vikings have built their roster and they're in the playoffs again, and they're stout, and uh, the way that they've done it, they they haven't really gone out in free agency outside of signing Kirk Cousins to a bunch of money. So the thing is, you wonder, can can Dave Caldwell reboot in the same place and do what Rick Spielman did, except don't do it in two organizations, do it in one organization here in Jacksonville? Uh, yet to be seen. Um, we we don't know. I think, you know, he, he probably needs to reboot his scouting department some. And then when he does that, listen to him. Listen to him and don't make the same mistakes that he made before. Really, really listen and, and, and understand. Now, uh, another part of this equation is this. The coaches that they may be thinking about bringing in, are those coaches, uh, do they have some sort of edict to keep both Nick Foles and uh, Gardner Minshew? Will there be an edict that one guy has to start? Uh, will they be prevented from going out and just rebooting and, and retooling the quarterback position? And I keep bringing it up because the quarterback position is so important. Are the new, the potential new members of the staff or the new GM, are they bound by, and we keep saying reboot, but if they're bound, if they're being interviewed and they're being asked, what do you think about the quarterback position? And they say, I don't think, I think he's good. He's better than people thought, but I don't think he's good enough. Is that going to be a part of the criteria as to why you don't make a change or you do make a change or you make some changes without making other changes? And does that limit you? Does Nick Foles and his money and Gardner Minshew and his mania and his record and the fact that he by far overachieved from his draft status, how does that affect who gets hired? How does how does it how does how the potential GM or coach feel about Gardner Minshew? Like I said, these people didn't just pop from out of space. They had their own evaluations as well. How does all of that stuff factor into uh the job? 
How does it factor into who keeps the job, who gets the job, and how we move forward? All of those things are questions that you have to ask uh, yourself uh, if you're a Jaguar fan. And I want to wish everyone an early, happy new year. It is New Year's Eve. I want you to enjoy your new year. Ring in the new year with some good cheer with your family and friends and hope that it is as prosperous or more prosperous than 2019. It's man Tony Wiggins. Next time I talk to you, we'll be in 2020. Um, enjoy, and maybe the Jaguars will make a coaching staff change or a general manager change uh, by the next time I talk to you, and we can start evaluating that and breaking that down too here on Locked on Jaguars.